Okay, great. So, I never do an intro. The intro usually okay. comes like I'll, I'll record a separate intro um, and things like that. So, This episode of Madhouse will speak to Jeremy Bermasi about his work in the advertising industry and all the cool things he's been up to. Enjoy the episode. I guess let's just begin. Uh, so for all the listeners on this podcast, let's just get into who you are, what you do. Yeah, the whole thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, thank you, Gabriel, for the opportunity to be on your podcast. Thank My name you. is Jeremy Bermasi. Yeah. And... Uh, Quite uh, honestly, I am a creative, yeah. and I've, I've, I've really been one for quite a while, but uh, I've worked in the advertising industry in Uganda and in, in, in East Africa, I could say, for about 19 years now. That's from okay. about 2002, yeah, okay. Okay. from about 2002, mm-hmm. and... Um, I've worked with several agencies um, okay. as a designer, as an art director, grew into a senior art director, creative director. Okay. And up until up until end of Feb, I was creative director at Nomad, okay. which is an art agency, which is about 10 years old now. Okay. Yeah. I'm also uh, involved in leadership at church. I'm a pastor okay. at Worship Harvest Church. So okay. that's a very big part of my life, yeah. discipling young people and, uh, you know, teaching and, and raising disciples for the Lord mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. So that's really what I do. Ah, nice. So I'm very interested, like, uh, what, how, I'm very interested in, like, curious about, like, how this all started. Were you creative as a child? Like, were you doing, like, really interesting things? Or were you, like, did you all, did you just accidentally get into, like, uh, advertising and the whole creative, like, industry and the process of making things? Um, I'm just very curious to find out about like your early days before, let's say primary, let's, I don't know, because I don't know if you know anything when you were born, but like, yeah, uh, something uh, early, early, early on, like, was it something like you really wanted to do? Like, hey, I want to be like in this space because I'm not, I, I know I've hung out and done some stuff with you, but I, I know it's like in a lot of making things like in yeah, this music or uh-huh. it's uh this whole uh or it's art or it's ads uh but i'm very i'm very curious to find out if you have always been like this or did it start somewhere i i, I think i began to discover my my artistic skills yeah in senior three okay i went to soga college mary and yeah in senior three senior three senior four we started doing a paper which was called paper five yeah yeah yeah. Paper five was was that that uh, art paper that evolved uh, creating fonts and text and uh, combining text and images, yeah. uh, designing a poster, a road sign, and things like that. Oh, easy. So what would happen? Yes. So what would happen is I would uh, in senior four. Yeah. We would we would ha- we would do an exam, and yeah. then at the end of the exam, we were required to to display our work. So we would okay. put our papers on the floor. Yeah. And many times people would come and stare at my work. Yeah. You know, it was yeah. very clean and very organized. Yeah. You know, everything was in place. Yeah. And I began to feel like, oh, maybe I actually have a gift here. Yeah. And that continued up to senior five and yeah. then in S6 as well. Yeah. But my dream was always to be an architect. So I really wanted to study architecture. I did not eventually study architecture as I did not pass mathematics. <laughs> Uh, okay. But I had a, I had a, 
I had an A in art. Yeah. You know? Okay. Yeah. So, so I failed to qualify for many of my subjects, uh, many oh, of okay. my courses that I wanted to do at the university. Okay. I ended up qualifying for school of to school of fine art. Ah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so you did so industrial really, design or you did fine art in school? What did you do in university? What was your I course? did a bachelor of industrial fine art. Okay. And I majored in design communication, which is okay. advertising design. Okay. And painting. Yeah. Ah, okay. 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 That's 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 really cool. Uh, I I um. Uh, so how did you get into advertising? Was it like after campus you just got the advertising job, or were you like doing other things and figuring out stuff before you got into like the the world of advertising because that's how i've known you like, so what, known, yeah like yeah yeah mm. while i was at uh, at uh, school of fine art yeah. uh, in in second year we were yeah. told to go and look for places to do our internship okay so i went to a place called access reprographics okay because i knew my uh, former business partner yeah. used to used to work there and mm. so uh, he connected me to to the place yeah and then I went in and asked for an internship opportunity and I was granted this was uh, on uh, Lumumba not Lumumba on Krumah Road okay yeah okay mm. so I started doing design from there okay. and then I went back to school to finish my third year okay and then at the end of my third year I got a job with a company called Media One it was a okay. multimedia company Okay. That was based in, in Hotel Equatoria. Okay. I was there for six months. Okay. And then after those six months, I went back to Access Reprographics oh, okay. in early, two, early 2003 and asked for a job and I was given a job. Uh, okay. So I started as a designer, graphics okay. designer, designing okay. for print. Okay. And then after three years, I, I wanted to go into advertising. So I quit my job and applied okay. For for uh, to three ad agencies, I applied to Ignition Uganda. Okay. I applied to Sachi and Sachi, okay. and uh, I don't remember the third one. But Ignition gave me a job, okay. and that's when I started really working with ad agencies. Ah, uh, okay, okay. And in and yeah. Ignition, what was your capacity? Was still in graphic design, or had you like? It was. I was. I was uh, an art director, but a junior art director. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That's yeah, cool. uh, I'm very. I mean, like advertising seems like high pressure, high result oriented, like space. I'm very curious mm-hmm. to understand. Like, I mean, if you could share like a short story, but like, I'm very interested in understanding, especially when I'm how you sort of navigate failure and how you sort of uh, communicate it, and then how you mm-hmm. sort of solve the problem after. Because I mean, someone has spent their money at the agency or you're the creative person making the thing for the campaign or or whatever it is needs to be advertised. But then sometimes, I mean, we're all human beings, so I guess something's going to go south at some point. But I'm very curious mm-hmm. from your, since you're in the space, how you sort of sort of deal with failure, communicate it, and then rectify it, and how that has been like, and how you've sort of like either gotten better at it, or how, if, I mean, if you could even share a story of like maybe a first time where it's like you thought you were going to die or something. Um, uh, I'm just like curious about like that process of and that thought process of how you sort of dealt with like things like that. Okay, um, I have very many stories, but just maybe I'll maybe I'll tell you one or two. Yeah. yeah. When I was working at Access Reprographics, yeah, um, we used to do printing yeah. for one of the big banks okay. in in Kampala. Yeah. So one of those big clients brings a, a pricing guide. Yeah. Which was uh, a brochure which mm. in, which highlights all the prices of the okay. bank transactions. Okay. So maybe minimum balance, mm. maybe transactional fees, mm. 
and everything about the bank was designed and put on a brochure in all the yeah. fees. Yeah. Mm. So I was given a job yeah. to do color separation and yeah. printing of films yeah. for the brochure for this bank. Okay. So while I was given the job, before I could do it, the client came back and said, we want to make some small changes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what happened was um, I, I, I had done the, the job and yeah. we printed the work. So yeah. I, I did the color separation and we yeah. printed the job. Yeah. Then they took about, um, I think there were 5,000 brochures. Yeah. Printed nice. We, we closed the job. Then they yeah. came back and said, yeah. we want to make some changes to the artwork yeah. and print another 10,000. But I had deleted the work because after the client had gone, um, it's not work we designed. So we used to back up on the work we had designed. So I deleted the files. Uh, And so when the client, when my boss came back and said, do you still have the work? I said, yes. So he made changes. He came with a printout and said, client wants to change this this figure and this figure and then you reprint. So when I looked at it, I didn't have the artwork, but I didn't have the boldness to go back to him and say, by the way, I deleted the file. So I reproduced the work. Wow, that must have been like a sleepless night. Yeah, so I I redid the work quickly. Yeah. And when I did, I made another mistake. Oh, wow. So we sent the the artwork to the client. The client looked at it and approved and said, it's fine. Then I printed films and we printed 10,000 brochures. And about a week later, the client comes back extremely pissed. Yeah, wow, and goodness. says you made a mistake. So on one of the prices, yeah. instead of writing a thousand shillings, I had put ten thousand shillings. Oh, yeah. wow, wow! I I want to know. How, so how did you? I'm very curious about how you sort of dealt with this one and like fixed it, or was it, <laughs> or was it like we're sorry that happened? Well, it it was really it was really. I mean, there's really nothing you can do when you're in a situation like that because what happened was. My yeah. boss at the time would make you pay for it. Okay. Oh, now wow. you must understand I was earning 350,000 Uganda shillings. <laughs> That's about a hundred dollars. Then about a hundred dollars a month. Yeah. Wow. So if you're, if you're, if you're earning a hundred dollars a month and you're told to pay back uh, the loss that the company has incurred, which is about a hundred times more than what yeah. you're earning. Yeah. You're going to be working for a very long time. So my boss just looked at me and had mercy on me and said, this cowboy. <laughs> so he, he the, the company was able to redo the work at, at its own cost. Ah, okay. 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 So it, uh, it's sort of thank God for good bosses. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I had to come clean. I really had to come clean and apologize. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so also being honest and like just saying guys, it's not, uh, this happened yeah um and any successes i'm also very now curious about successes because um and how i'm um, successes in this sense in terms of um how advertising and the space of like advertising and creating content in that space how it's sort mm. of like couch how does it how do you how were you assessing re- like maybe like value to the client of a re- like a return on investment because they're saying this money to do something uh and the ad rent out was there uh were there any measurables where you are like sort of saying okay this is it and then also how were you dealing with it whenever you want were you like very ecstatic or you're like let's just go and do another one yeah um well you know when it comes to the industry we're in yeah um 
every company comes up and says, makes promises to clients and says, hey, we, we are very creative or yeah. we have high integrity. Yeah. Uh, um, we are very dependable, yeah. you know, and things yeah. like that. And, yeah. and, and we all fall short when it comes to those things. Very true. One yes. of the things that I, I've, I've learned is yeah. to always be, um, to communicate as regularly as possible with the client. Okay. You know, clients are not animals. They are people and they yeah. understand. Yeah. And they also fall short. Yeah. And what is important to them is that there's regular communication. So you learn how to manage expectations. Uh, okay. And I've learned that 90% of business is managing expectations. Uh, okay. Yeah. Mm. So, so if you're able to manage expectations yeah. and keep your word, and mm. if you're not able to keep your word, you communicate in advance and say, you know, I'm sorry, I said I will do this by this yeah. time. Yeah, this has happened. I can get this to you tomorrow morning. Yeah, you know, and then you keep your word the second time. Yeah, it always saves the day. Yeah, when okay. it comes to when it comes to pricing yourself and and showing value to the client, yeah, it's very important for you not just to come up with a figure and say oh, this is my rate, take it or leave it. Mm. But to show the client that you are actually giving them value. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and so you have to do that by showing them what this piece of work you're going to do is going to help them, how it's going to help them in their business, yeah. what it's yeah. going to help them achieve. Yeah. Um, and so we like to talk value, not price. Uh, yeah? Okay, yeah. Th- that's, that's something I learned because... When you talk value, you're telling the client what this is going to do, do for, for them. them. Okay. When, you, when you talk price, you're, in other words, telling the client, this is what I'm going to get from you for uh, this. Okay. And, and every time you talk price, um, there's always going to be another person who can do it cheaper. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And how is this translated into church leadership? Um, now, that's the, the most interesting part, like the church leadership side of things. I'm very curious how all these like branches things that you're going through in the advertising space and how are you translating mm-hmm. them into church leadership and like serving in church and like just discipling people. Oh, that's very easy. Um, if I'm to use advertising speak, yeah. Um, Christianity and faith is a brand. Yeah. Okay. And the biggest brand ambassador is Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, everybody who is a believer is 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 is, is buying into that product. Okay. So it's about turning those people into brand ambassadors as well. Ah, okay. And and using them to advertise the faith that we are in. Yeah. Oh. Um. That's that's pretty easy because mm-hmm. every one of us is trying to build a brand of okay. something. Okay. You know? Yeah. And, and so it it really applies very very easily, ah. uh, in my opinion. Okay, and that's how you're applying them in church leadership. I'm very curious about um, this, the, the your thought process, like, and that, that like, sort of worldview in applying, as you said, in advertising speak. Um, mm-hmm. Is it, is it, is it this, are you, are you, are you explaining this exactly to this within the church community? Because sometimes I'm very, I'm, I mean, hanging out with a lot of like creative people in the church or creative professionals in the church space, and like the mm-hmm. language sort of changes or, Mm. the tone in which it's said is not like as you've said it and yet it's really that's what it is but usually no one mm-hmm. says it like that and i'm very curious to understand are you how are you also communicating that to other people within the church space well um currently one of the things i do is i lead the media team at church 
Okay. Oh, and be- because we are in a lockdown, yeah, we are depending on the media team to broadcast all the services and yeah. do all the communication, yeah. so people across the world can follow the services, can attend the services. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we are doing a lot of uh, YouTube, yeah, and um, podcasts, yeah. So making sure that someone's go out in time, yeah. making sure that every time somebody's trying to consume content from this church, yeah. they have it. Yeah. It's available uh, to them. And I say everywhere, okay, where you, where you, where you, it finds you where you consume your usual content, I guess. Um, yes. Uh, so so well some as... of the questions, so mm. some of the questions we have to ask ourselves is, yeah. who are the people that attend this ministry yeah. or this church? Yeah. What kind of media do they consume? Yeah. Are they podcast guys? Are they radio people? Do they watch TV? If they watch yeah. TV, what shows do they watch? Yeah. Um, so you understand in advertising speak, you have to understand your customer and then you need ah. to know where to find them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it's the same thing with church that yeah. if you know the person you're targeting yeah. and you know how to connect with them, yeah. you'll very easily find them. Ah, okay. That's really nice. That's really nice. Um, I also want to know what challenges, I mean, the, the fact that you are in like two spaces that I find very curious sometimes is that sometimes I find like, in the advertising world, everyone's like very ambitious and trying to push boundaries of things. And then like in the church creative space, it's sort of like within like very safe spaces in terms of how far they can push the creative or like, not the creative, but like the brief or the idea. Uh, I'm very curious to find out how you sort of dealing with the balances of those sort of systems. It's, uh, well, for me, you, you have to have, every person has to have a set of values. Yeah. Okay. and boundaries that you create for yourself okay so there are some things that i won't do yeah because of my faith yeah um and, and that for me is like a guiding principle you okay. know mm. so so there, there, there's some ad agency culture and some things which i want i don't buy into because yeah. of my faith yeah but i've had i've had no problems at all working in both spaces Oh, that's nice. uh, people pe- people receive you the way they know you are yeah. and, and it's it's not been a problem to me at all. Ah, okay, cool. So last question that we have usually at the end of every podcast. I usually ask every guest um one thing, one life lesson that you think uh the listeners of the podcast can either take and apply in their life or in their professional creative lives or whatever else they do in life, but like just a life lesson that yours Jeremy has learned throughout I think that was coming to 20 plus years of being in the business. Um, and what you, what, what life lesson you think they should apply and how they should apply it. Okay. Um, one of the things that as I've been uh, meditating and, and, and learning a lot about is um, creating clarity. Okay. Creating clarity. Yeah. Because as creative people, yeah. You find yourself in a space where you can do very many things and do them well. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and so sometimes you become a jack of all trades and a master of none. Yeah. Though, yeah. I, yeah. That's funny thing. I had someone tell me the full quote or that statement. It was so mm-hmm. hilarious mm-hmm. that I think it's jack of all trades, uh, master of none, better than the master of one, which is very interesting. But yeah, I know you're still saying. Yes. Yeah. So 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 it's important for you to be clear about who you are, yeah, what you can do and yeah. what value you bring to the market. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. If you can get that statement and say my name is Gabriel, this yeah. is who I am. 
Yeah. This is the value I bring to the market. Yeah. It will be very easy for you to connect with people. Many uh-huh. times we communicate very many things. And you know? I guess very ambiguous. You get like they're not finished sentences. So you're like, hey, you're a filmmaker, yes. a photographer. Okay, which kind of filmmaker again? Which kind of photographer? And then like just all over the place. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, uh, we're not sure. <laughs> we want yeah. to do anything yeah. with you or engage in any way. And uh, that's really cool. And that's that's really nice. Yeah. And so and, and so when you're given work to do, it becomes very hard because you're trying to do all sorts of things because you've made all sorts of promises. Ah, okay. Yeah. Which, which I guess so goes back to the, yeah, which goes back to the funny mm-hmm. thing you said earlier, managing expectations of like you overpromise yeah. and then you under deliver mm-hmm. and then now all our ex managed expectations have just gone throughout the window, guys. Are like, uh, yes. you say this, it's not this, then you say you are this, then like, uh, okay, that's, that's, that's amazing. Clarity, clarity in like what they do or what they say they do. Yes. Cool. So for me, that's, uh, that's very critical. Okay. Mm. Okay. 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 Mm. Yeah. So that's it. Thank you so much. I don't know if there's anything you want to add or share. Um, I, what are you doing now? I'm very curious. Like, did I still a nomad or you, you, no, I am not at nomad anymore. Okay. okay. I am, uh, right now very involved in the church space. Okay. Okay. Leading, lead, leading the, the media team and trying to build, oh, build nice. a, a very robust media army. Like um, I like to call it <laughs> on that side. Yeah. I am also, I'm also really doing a lot of consultancies here. So every once in a while I get people calling me saying, hey, will you do this for us? Yeah. Okay. So I do, I, 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 I do that um, okay. as well. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Jeremy, yeah. for your time. It's been awesome catching up. After not seeing you in many years, so since I'm the one who hides in caves. Um, mm. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, thank you. Oh. All right, Gabriel, thank you for the opportunity. <laughs>